Welcome to Rosie's Pantry, Food for Thought with Pastor Rose. This podcast is designed to share words of encouragement and hope. I know there are many voices out there lifting and encouraging us today, but I believe another voice will not hurt. So I'm sharing my voice, sharing my thoughts to urge you to live your best. So let's see what's stored up in the pantry for today. Today I want to share with you, do not lose heart. You are not alone. There are people who feel it difficult sometimes to just simply try to make it. It's challenging for them just to feel a sense of peace and security. It's hard for them to achieve goals with hopes to get somewhere in life. It, and it seems the more that they try or you try to step forward something or someone drags you back a little further. We hear and we read stories of people who, who take their own lives or try or turn to alcohol and drugs or even both because the pressure of life is too difficult for them to bear. There are people that are tired, tired of being lied to, tired of being disappointed, tired of heartache and heartbreak. And we watch and hear of the many lives affected that have been affected by hurricanes and wildfires and other natural disasters. And and now we're witnessing and watching this devastation of war in the Middle East. And, And we wonder, how much more? How much more? I want to share with you this morning to, or this today, whenever you're listening to, don't, don't lose heart. You're not alone. There's a psalm written by King David that reads, it says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. In the New Testament, there's a story when Jesus commanded his disciples to go ahead of him to a city, to a town called Genezaret, that was located on the other side of the sea. And as the men and his disciples loaded up the boat and prepared to sail off, they probably couldn't help but think about how their day went. I'm sure the men had to think about it. And as they were sailing off, they probably thought about when Jesus was told about his disciples, his his cousin's death, John the Baptist. And then because of that, Jesus needed a time to just to be alone, a time of solitude and prayer. The disciples, you know, they may have discussed and marveled when 5,000 men, including the wives and children, when they followed Jesus to the desert, and, and Jesus took time to heal and to pray for them, and how Jesus instructed them to feed the people when they got hungry, and, and they only had five loaves of bread and two fish, but miraculously, Jesus multiplied it. They saw and witnessed Jesus' compassion for others. Now that the teaching was done, Jesus had instructed the, the guys to go ahead of him while he took time to pray. And, and you know, just Jesus doing that, it causes us to pause. It's a lesson that we can learn within ourselves, how Jesus needed a time to get alone, to be in solitude, to pray. What about us? 
But I want to focus on that boat that carried them to their destination. When they entered this boat, it never, no longer stood as just a simple structure. It was no longer uh, just uh, wooden pieces assembled together as an object. When the men stepped in, the boat became a point of protection and refuge from the waves. On the water, this boat became their place of safety that would take them to their next destination. They trusted this boat to carry them where they needed to go. But the story says while they were on their way, a storm blew in. And the boat was battered by the waves and and the winds blew against them. Now, this safe haven that they trusted in, this place of safety, was being hammered and beaten by the waves and the wind. Have you ever, has there ever been a time in your life when what you trusted in, what you believed in, appeared to be falling apart around you? People, just imagine people experiencing natural disasters and experiencing war, may have believed that their surroundings or their government would have kept them safe, that their home, everything was destroyed because a storm has blown in. And not only that, but everybody and everything within their world, their safe haven was, has been affected by the turmoil. And, and I, I believe that disciples probably felt that way when the storms blew in. And, and to take, make matters worse, the disciples were far from land. When you think about the men, the disciples that were in the boat, we can't help but think about the personalities within that boat. Jesus' disciples were much like us. Therefore, we know something occurred on that boat. We know that some disciples had probably had issues of prestige and thought highly of themselves. And, and, and why would I say that? Well, when we, we, we remember at one point, the disciples had concern and grave discussion about, with Jesus about who was going to be the greatest. And scripture said, the Bible says, they, they asked, they said, they asked Jesus, they said, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus had to tell them, he said, whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So that personality was on that boat. We know that James and John had an issue with wanting some power and status. And we know that because there was a time Jesus had to have a heart to heart with James, John and their mother. When she asked Jesus to grant one of her two sons to sit at his right and the other on his left in his kingdom. And Jesus had to remind her. And Peter, now we all remember Peter. We know he was quick, he had quick temper and always had something to say. And at one point, Jesus had to rebuke him, though we know his personality was on, our, on that boat. And I could just imagine that everybody on that boat has something to say who was in charge when the winds blew in. The boat was being battered and beaten, and they probably felt defeated and wet. And 
Several somebodies had something to say about how to stay afloat and what they need to do and what needs to be thrown overboard. Trust me, all those various personality traits were on that boat. So the story continues that when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea, that they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, it's a ghost. And the scripture says they cried out in fear. Now, I can believe that because I know I would have done that. We know that whenever dysfunction, when you're not thinking clearly or thinking straight, especially with those different voices, different voices surrounding you, or wherever, whenever your life is in a turmoil, when, whenever you feel that there's a storm blowing in your life, taking place around you and within you, there is a tendency when we can't see things correctly, when we are blinded with fear, blinded with disappointment, we don't see things as clearly as we sure, nor do we think straight. But when you put your trust in God, he will, God will make a difference. Do not lose heart. You're not alone. When disaster and crisis occur in our lives, it's so easy to be blinded by the situation. It's so easy to be overwhelmed by the despair and pain that you, you don't see clearly. People cannot see when, when they're hungry and thirsty. People cannot see clearly when death is around you. People cannot see when survival is your, your greatest law, the Maslow law. I've got to survive no matter what. It takes faith to really see clearly. Faith, is, as we know, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the conviction based on our trust, on experience that God's new and fresh, fresh blessings are, are ours. Faith is a surety and, and, and the certainty of knowing that God is. Faith is the beginning point, believing in, in God's nature, that God is who God says he is. God, faith is the, the ending point, believing in God's promises, and God will do what God says he will do. Faith is believing that God will fulfill his promises, even when we do not see the promises materializing yet. Faith is knowing that even though turmoil and confusion is rocking your boat, faith is saying, I know, I know that, that God is with me. I know that Jesus is God in my heart. I know. King David, King David wrote in one of his Psalms, he says, The Lord is my rock and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? My question to you is, who is your rock? Faith is, is, even though I don't see enough resources, I know that God's word is my anchor. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed bringing bread, our ancestors would always tell us. I know that even though I may have doubt, even though I may be unsure of what tomorrow will bring, I know who holds my hand. 
Our story goes on and says that as the winds and the waves were bashing against the boat, Jesus comes walking toward them on the sea. Jesus, who had just ended his own time of meditation and prayer. Jesus, who took time from his, his time of worship with the Creator. Jesus, who saw need to present himself before the throne of God. This Jesus comes. Full of glory, Jesus comes. He who said, I and the Father are one, Jesus comes. Who who said, I, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly, Jesus comes. When the disciples saw Jesus, they were frightened. It's a ghost. But remember, they could not see straight and their thinking was unclear. Trouble was before them. Confusion was surrounding them. But Peter, Peter remembered. Peter remembered the healer. Peter remembered the comforter. Peter remembered, he remembered the provider, their protector. Gee, Peter, Peter remembered the teacher. Peter remembered because he said to Jesus, he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Peter had sense enough to not just simply step out of the boat until he heard the Lord's voice. He says, if it is you, Peter waited until he knew that the Lord was with him. He waited. I wonder if as Peter began to show some sign of courage, as soon as Peter began to show signs of faith, as, as soon as Peter displayed boldness, how many, which one or several of the men in the boat tried to hold him back, believing that he may have just simply lost his mind? You know, we all have somebody, or most people have somebody, someone in their lives that believe they know what's best for you. Not realizing, not realizing that God may be doing something different in your life. Or that you may have a vision or mission that calls for you to step out of your boat on faith. But that did not stop Peter, no matter what was going on. Peter said, Lord, if it is you, just tell me to come. There's three things I like about Peter. First, Peter put his faith in action. When the disciples cried out, it is a ghost, and Jesus replied, take courage, it is I. Peter put Jesus to the test by saying, Jesus, if it is you, tell me to come. Peter believed. Lord, if it's you are God, and Lord, if you are God, and, and if I believe you are the Son of God, that if you say, come, I know I'll be all right. <laughs> That's faith. Peter tested the Spirit. Testing the Spirit, you know, is not really a bad thing. In the Old Testament, in Malachi, uh, Scripture says, 
that God told Malachi to tell the people to bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And, and that that's put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, and see if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overwhelming blessing. Not just a blessing, not just a few blessings, but an overflowing blessing. Just imagine, overflowing blessing. God said, test me, see what I do. Secondly, what I like about Peter is Peter stepped out on the boat out of his comfort zone. When Peter received the word from Jesus to come, Peter mustered up everything within him. Peter blacked out, blocked out all negative conversation, and Peter looked at Jesus and stepped out of his safe place. Thirdly, what I like about Peter is when Peter found himself in trouble. You know, the story says he took his eyes off Jesus while he was walking on that water. He stopped looking at Jesus, and then he began, he started to sink. He started sinking. But Peter had sense enough to say, cry out to him, Lord, save me. You know, when my children were very young, they knew how to get my attention. They knew how to ask for help. They knew how to really touch my heart. No matter what I was doing or preoccupied with, I would stop. All they had to do was stand before me with their arms lifted. When we come before our Father. When we come before God with our arms lifted, we get God's attention. So do not lose heart. For Jesus, God is with you. Don't worry about the storm. Jesus is with you. The people experiencing, if you, when you, those experiencing the impact of war or other disasters in your life or trying to clean up from disasters. If only you can hold on. You'll see the goodness of the Lord. Those who are experiencing health issues. Your fair health is failing like mine. We hold on because we know that Jesus is with us. New homes, new jobs will come. New opportunities will come. New life will come. Although the storm is upon us and your life seems to be in disarray, if only you can but just hold on. Jesus is coming. New life is coming. New opportunities, new homes, new friends. So just hold on. Remember, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I pray that you will receive this message and, and, and it's a blessing for you. And if you feel that there's a void in your life, consider receiving or accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God loves you and has the best for you. You are not alone. With that, have a blessed day and God be with you. This is Rosie's Pantry with Pastor Rose. Again, thank you for listening. 
If you'd like to support this program, you can donate through PayPal at R. Booker Jones. That's R. Booker Jones. And again, as always, thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, have a blessed day.